Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. Alright everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everyone is having a good start to their day. Today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. We have got a lot to talk about on today's show. You know, uh, we'll talk about a poll done by the NHL Network about the best defenseman in the NHL. Uh, And the Islanders, again, not getting very much respect at all in this poll. We'll break that down for you. Talk about the state of free agency as uh, as a whole. You know, Islander fans saying they're disappointed that the Islanders haven't gotten a lot done. In fact, really haven't officially signed anybody in free agency. But it's not just an Islanders problem, and we'll talk a little bit about that as well. We'll have our Islanders' birthday of the day, and today we will look at Jean-Gabriel Pajot, what he contributed to the Islanders after being acquired at the trade deadline for the regular season, what he did in the playoffs, and his future with the Islanders' organization. Much to discuss on today's show. If there's something you would like us to discuss, please feel free to send us an email. You can contact us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. If you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. Question, comment, topic you'd like us to talk about. It's all fair game as long as it's Islanders related, and we always love to hear from our listeners. You could follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We will keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. So we're going to start off with this poll that NHL Network did. And look, I understand, you know, these polls are, yeah, a bunch of people get together, write out a list. And essentially, the question that was asked was, who is the top defenseman in the NHL right now? And they listed 25 defensemen. And amazingly enough, none of the Islanders' defensemen made the cut to even be voted on. And, you know, some of these guys who are on this list are guys who, uh, you know, I don't know how they're still on the list. Uh not that they're bad players, but 
I have a difficult time including them in the top 25, you know, not based on reputation, but based on their play from a year ago, and yet, you know, no Adam Pellick, no Ryan Pulak, and I, I would think that Pellick especially belongs on, if you're going to list the top 25 defensemen in the National Hockey League, I think Adam Pellick belongs. And look, I've said this on the show a few times before, and it's definitely true. He is not flashy. He does not make those, you know, highlight real plays. And, you know, you look over this list, most of the guys on this list are offensive-minded defensemen. Seth Jones, Shea Weber, uh, P.K. Subban, Eric Carlson, Drew Doughty, Dougie Hamilton, Alex Pietrangelo, uh, John Carlson. These are Roman Yossi, Ryan Ellis. These are guys that certainly put up a lot more points than Adam Pellick. But, you know, you look at the Islanders' record with him this year and without him. And if you add the playoffs to that, that disparity is even greater. And you look at the number of minutes he plays and the physical game he plays and how strong he is in his own end. And look, I'm not even saying he belongs in the top five or even the top 10, but the top 25? Yeah. Does he belong on this list of the top 25 defensemen in the league? I I think he does. And, you know, look, no, no Islander making that cut at all. There are 31 teams in this league and, and not one Islander making the top 25. And look, again, part of it is reputation. Part of it is respect. And, you know, when, you, when your team wins, whether they win a championship or now the Islanders reach the Eastern Conference Final... Uh, you know, do that again next year and the Islanders will start to get a little bit more attention and a little bit more respect from the national media, the Canadian national media as well, and from NHL Network, who is going with this list of some players who, you know, clearly are past their prime uh, and I don't think, you know, belong on this list anymore. So, disappointing to see the Islanders again get disrespected uh, on another one of these kind of lists, and, and, and it is indeed frustrating. Meanwhile, you know, I know keeping up with the Twitter sphere and, and social media with regard to the Islanders, a lot of people disappointed uh, that the Islanders haven't made a move yet in free agency. But I'll, I'll tell you something. Um they're not alone. And a lot of NHL franchises right now are feeling the pinch of the salary cap. And, you know, when I talked about the, uh, talked about the fact that the Islanders had three, maybe four teams who they could trade with if, if they were trying to unload salary, that tells you everything you need to know as far as the fact that there just aren't a lot of teams who have room to make big contract signings right now. And look, we saw some pretty big name players like Tyson Barry 
Taylor Hall and Sam Reinhardt each sign one-year contracts. And, you know, these guys are basically saying, hey, uh, maybe it'll get better in a year. Maybe COVID is over and fans are in the stands and things are getting back to normal. And in a year, uh, I, I can sign that big contract in free agency. So, you know, that is sort of an issue right now that almost the entire league is having less money to spend and the players themselves are receiving less money. The forwards this year in free agency have seen roughly, according to an article in TSN up in Canada, a 50% reduction in the total value of their contracts. And, you know, that's a big cut. And it, it, it isn't just the Islanders. There are a lot of teams out there who are struggling to find enough cap space to sign free agents. So I don't know if that makes Islander fans feel all that much better, but you know what? We're not alone. And seeing what's happening around the league is, you know, it, it's a common thread that all the teams are dealing with right now. All right, when we come back, we'll have our Islanders' birthday of the day. We'll also look at Jean-Gabriel Pajot and his season, his playoffs, and his future with the Islanders. And he is going to be a big part of this team going forward. Lots more to talk about on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Folks, I know a lot about hockey, but I don't know a lot about auto parts. And that's why I always look to rockauto.com. Instead of going into a store and, and being intimidated by the guy behind the counter and, and, and hoping that he has the parts that I'm looking for, I can go to rockauto.com and choose from all the parts that are available for my car or truck. You know, chain stores, they have different price tiers, one for do-it-yourselfers and one for professional mechanics, and the professional mechanics pay less. That's not true at rockauto.com. They always offer the lowest prices possible, and they have been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. The best thing is their catalog is easy to navigate. You can find everything you need in a few easy clicks, and they'll deliver it to your door. They've got everything you need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, they've got what you need at rockauto.com. Head to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And you know, hey Islanders fans, how do you get through your wall? We all have them, whether it's a mental wall or a physical wall, but you can break through it every day with Built Go. It comes in easy-to-take, one-and-a-half-ounce packages, easy to put wherever you need it. You can put it in your briefcase to have the most focused presentation ever, throw it in your golf bag and have a strong back nine, or you can put it in your pocket, take it wherever you need to go to help you get through your day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's like five-hour energy without the same crash, and it's all-natural, so it's better for your body. It comes in three really, really tasty flavors, chocolate mint, peanut butter honey, and chocolate coconut. 
It combines energy gel with collagen protein, and collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into your system fast, and it's easy on the stomach. Built Go is also loaded with great stuff to ignite my work, like beta alanine, vitamin B3, honey, and a kick of caffeine. Built Go also has vitamin B6 and vitamin B12, and it's got collagen, which, as you may know, promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. That means this stuff literally makes you look better. Visit BuiltGo.com, use the promo code LOCKED, and you'll receive 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go! Okay, so time for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and today is the 54th birthday to Humboldt, Saskatchewan native Brad Lauer. Lauer was selected in the second round of the 1985 NHL entry draft after some pretty big success with the Regina Pats, made his NHL debut with the Islanders in 1986-87, had his best season in 87-88, 17 goals and 35 points, remained with the Islanders through the 1991-92 season, then went on to Chicago, the Ottawa Senators, and the Pittsburgh Penguins, ended his career in the minor leagues in 2000 and 2001, then actually played one more season in Britain for the Sheffield Steelers. Uh, in 2001-2002, 323 career NHL games, 44 goals and 111 points, add 34 more goals and uh, 34 more games and seven goals, 12 points in the postseason. We're going to go back and look at one of Brad Lauer's better games as an Islander, February 5th, 1988 at the old Capitol Center in Landover, Maryland, Billy Smith is the goalie for the New York Islanders. Pete Peters is in between the pipes for the Capitals. And if that sounds familiar, these are the two goalies back in the 1980 Stanley Cup final where the Islanders won their first Stanley Cup. Peters was with the Flyers at that point. All right, in the first period, Islanders get on the board early. It's Greg Gilbert, his ninth of the year, unassisted at 2.29, and it's 1-0 Islanders. But Tomas Janssen heads off for hooking at 7.26, and the Capitals get a power play. And Islander fan favorite Dale Hunter scores his 16th of the year from Mikhail Pavanka and Scott Stevens at 8.31. Islanders and Capitals were tied one apiece. Then... The Islanders get a power play chance, and they manage to cash in with uh, Pete Peters off for unsportsmanlike conduct. Brian Trottier gets a power play goal, his 18th. Miko Makala and Pat LaFontaine with the helpers. After 20 minutes, it's Islanders 2 and the Capitals 1. In the second period, the Islanders again have a power play. Capitals called for too many men on the ice, and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Brad Lauer, scores his 10th goal of the year from Steve Conroy and Tomas Janssen at six minutes even. Islanders lead now 3-1 to one in this game, but the Capitals come back. Former U.S. Miracle on Ice Olympian Dave Christian, his 26th from Dale Hunter and Scott Stevens at 1341, and 
as the teams headed into the locker room at the second intermission, it was a 3-2 Islander lead. But Brad Lauer comes through again, gets the clinching goal for the Islanders with two minutes and eight seconds left in regulation. Lauer, his 11th from Dennis Potvin. Islanders skate away with a 4-2 victory. Lauer with his two goals on four shots, the only multiple-point Islander. Now, who do you think led the Islanders in shots on goal in this one? I don't know how many people would have guessed Steve Conroyd. Conroyd had six shots for the Islanders in this one. The win to Billy Smith, 32 saves uh, to help the Islanders get past the Capitals 4-2 as we celebrate a very happy birthday for Brad Lauer, 54 years old today. He is our Islanders birthday of the day. All right, when we return, we will take a look at the one and only Jean-Gabriel Pajot, one of the two great trade deadline acquisitions that Lou Lamorello made. We'll talk about his impact on the Islanders and his future with the team. All that still to come right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, we are back, and let's talk a little bit about Jean-Gabriel Pajot as we continue our look at all of the players on the Islanders roster. Pajot acquired at the trade deadline from the Ottawa Senators. And look, this was a career year for Pajot. He had 24 goals in 60 games with the Senators, then added two more in seven games with the Islanders before the COVID-19 pandemic shut down the league for you know, the second half of March, April, May, June, and July. Uh, So, you know, he had a goal in each of his first two games with the Islanders, then was held without a point in the other five games. So, you know, seven games, two goals, a minus six, plus minus. And, you know, after the first couple of games, usually it's adrenaline flowing and, and the guy's excited to be with his new team. And then all of a sudden, the adjustment period begins. And I think some Islander fans were a little bit concerned. And, you know, the first thing is this. I was concerned after the trade because of how much the Islanders gave up to get Pajot. And that was based on the original belief that Pajot would be a rental player because he was eligible to be an unrestricted free agent this year. Well, instead... The Islanders turned around a day or two after the trade and signed him to a big contract extension. He will be with the Islanders for, you know, five more years. And that made the price of the trade a little bit easier to to deal with. Now, obviously nobody could have known it at the time, but the salary that Pajot is getting is a little bit high for a third-line center. But here's what Pajot does, and it's important. First of all, he gave that third line a scoring element that it did not consistently have over the course of the season. He is excellent on faceoffs and gives the Islanders really three solid centers who can consistently win draws. And that is important on all ends of the ice. No question about that. Pajot 
also is the kind of guy who can kill penalties very, very well, plays responsibly in his own zone, can be on the second power play unit if you need him to be, although I think he is not ideal on the power play. But you look at what he did in the playoffs, and over the course of the postseason, Pajot came up big for the Islanders and added another element for this team that was lacking before. Eight goals, 11 points in 22 playoff games for the Islanders. And they needed that. They needed that goal-scoring element that, you know, the third line never really had this year. And he is the kind of player that you can build that third line around. And, you know, if there's an injury, you could certainly move Pajot up to the second line. You can, uh, you know, rely on him game in and game out. He's popular in the locker room. I know, you know, he won that ping pong tournament in the bubble that the Islanders were holding in their hotel. So uh, that's always... (laughs) you know, a fun little side note, but consistency, you know, he raised the level of the third line for the Islanders, and he's not afraid to be physical. You look at the numbers that Pajot put up uh, in some of these playoff games. Uh, The Islanders, 5-4 win over the Flyers on September 3rd, 10 hits in one game for Jean-Gabriel Pajot. The last game the Islanders had this season, uh, Pajot, uh, seven hits in 23 minutes of ice time. In the double overtime win, the, the, the game where Varlamov did the slide after the Islanders won 2-1, 29 minutes and 52 seconds of ice time for Jean-Gabriel Pajot. Uh, came up big in the playoffs, was best of all consistent, scored goals in three of the first four playoff games, uh, you know, all the Florida series, three goals, two assists in game two against the Capitals, Uh, another situation where he gets uh, three goals in four games, uh, two of those against Washington uh, and two of them against Philadelphia, the the goals, one against Washington, two against Philly. I'm talking about the games initially. So, you know, Pajot, definitely one of those guys who could do what he has to do. And, you know, a lot of people remember this also. The very first game he played as an Islander was against the New York Rangers. Not only did he score a goal in that game, he got into a fight. And, you know, part of that is probably trying to prove it to your new teammates that you're willing to get in there and get your hands dirty, so to speak. He is not known for his penalty minutes. I mean, he had 49 penalty minutes through the entire season. And yes, that was a career high. And 11 of them came in that uh, in that first game uh, that he played in for the Islanders. So... Yeah, it's one of those situations, excuse me, 17 of the the penalty minutes came in that game. So, 
yeah, you know, he's not going to really rack up the penalty minutes, but look, he showed he wasn't afraid of dropping the gloves and getting involved, and that is another thing you want on your team. You don't want a guy who's going to go out there and just throw him, but you want a guy who's willing to do what it takes when it's necessary, and Pajot showed himself that. I think the Islanders build their third line around him going forward, and that he will be a part of the Islanders for, uh, you know, the next few years, barring another trade. And he gives the Islanders three scoring lines, three lines that you know have centers who could score 20 or more goals, and not a lot of teams have that kind of depth. You add Casey Zizekas as your fourth-line center, and you see how strong the Islanders are up the middle. So, big addition in Jean-Gabriel Pajot, looking very much forward to seeing what he can do with a full season in a blue and orange, uh, you know, in an Islanders uniform. So, that should be very, very exciting and looking forward to seeing that. By the way, uh, Pajot's cap hit $5 million. That's a little high now, but again, you couldn't know uh, when he signed the contract, which was uh, about 10 days, two weeks before COVID hit, that, you know, the salary cap would take a hit the way it did. But looking forward to seeing what Jean-Gabriel Pajot can do for the New York Islanders next year and beyond. That's going to do it for us right here on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode for you, and we'll continue our breakdown of the Islanders roster and a whole lot more with the latest trade and free agent rumors and and information. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.